Hello, anyone listening, and welcome to Connecting Vague Dots. And this week, we're very excited to say we have a very special guest, Solly Wood. Stop it. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, we're good, yeah, Solly. How are we're you? Good. good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, Jay, you didn't mention that I'm also here, but... Yeah, yeah Seth is here as, as, as usual, unfortunately, but, you know... Oh, yes, we love to see it. Yeah. Only last week, Jay, you were saying how sick you were of me and how you wanted a change, and look, I bought you one. Yeah, you've, you've done good, Seth. I'm very happy today. <laughs> yeah, you're in a better mood than you were but well, for the previous I'm, I'm three I'm weeks. I'm in a great mood. Good, good, good. <laughs> right, well, Seth. Oh, shall should, I do the do you spiel? Want, do you want to do your spiel of explaining the concept? I'll give it a go, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, what we do, we pick a film, a piece of music, and a text, all with an underlying theme or link. And the other people in the call have to try and guess what the underlying link or theme is from what we say about it. And there's a point system involved. So the sooner you get the link, the more points you get. And me and Jay have a point system where if we revisited any of the suggestions from the previous week, we get a point. So um, just quickly, Jay, did you revisit any of my suggestions? I don't know why I ask anymore. Can't, can't remember what they were. I think, was it Oh God by Dear XTC? God. Dear God. I was, I was close. Uh, I think I did actually listen to that. Although I... Um, no, I'm not giving you a point for that because you're not sure. Yeah, I listened to it immediately after we finished doing the podcast and then it immediately went out of my head because I, I put it on, didn't really listen to it and then listened to music that I actually wanted to listen to. You must feel so valued, Seth. Yeah, it's, <laughs> nice, it's nice to know that, you know, my recommendations go listen to. Um, That's nice. What was it? Mary and Max? Maisel and something and Max? Mary and Max, yeah. Mary and Max. Yeah, no. Um, you seem to have been really affected by these pieces, Jay. Yeah, I must have. They've really, st- they've really yeah. like stuck in your mind. <laughs> um, what was funny. the? What was the last one? What have we missed? A, we've... The book. Was it a play? Was it a? Is it a good play? I can't remember. Is it a? It was a book. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I can't quite remember myself. No. Oh no, that's annoying. I genuinely don't remember what it, what it was. No, I spent two hours editing it, and I, I can't remember what I said. Maybe I need to be more engaging. Maybe this is the lesson. This is it. This is going to be the turnaround for the podcast. This conversation, oh, <laughs> like you know, you're going to rebrand, come back, just start pulling in millions of views. It's going to be amazing. That'd be I'm good. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, what were yeah. your suggestions? I I remember. Do you remember them? I. <laughs> It was my. There were my things. Equus was one. No, of I didn't them. read that. No, but I feel like yeah. I listened to your um, recommendation, your album. Okay. I can't remember what it was, but I, I listened to it. I can't even remember what my link was. Oh, it was right. I also recommended Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, the film, and the um, one. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that, Solly? Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's good. You think it's good? Okay. That's good. I'm, yeah. uh, the TV and, series is slightly better. The old BBC one. Um, is it? Yeah. Yeah, because it has longer to like draw stuff out. Yeah, and that well, that would have been made probably similar. Would that have been made whilst Lacari was still alive, or with him involved? I'll check. Before? It was a bit older. Uh, yeah. Well, what what you guys? Oh, he's oh, he he isn't dead yet. Oh right. <laughs> well, yeah. 
I guess so then. Yeah, seventy nine. It came out. It was really good. I can recommend oh, right. the TV series. Cool. Yeah, and um, my music was. Yeah. So your link was like underlying themes, and your uh, your music was Billy Joel, and I listened to B- Billy Joel. The oh, same. the stranger. That was it. Yeah. Um, awesome. I I actually yeah. did revisit one of my own recommendations. Do I get a point? For you that? don't get a point for that. No. <laughs> I revisited <laughs> Marion Max, and I didn't like it that much. <laughs> On second watch. <laughs> nice, nice. We've, uh... really, we've really honed this down. <laughs> <laughs> we get we get to two days before we go. Oh shit! I haven't thought of a link. Right, let's just scramble three things together, talk about it for twenty minutes, and then forget about it within two days. And then if I actually go back and look at it, I'll remember how much I don't like it. <laughs> I really. When Seth told me about it and was like, right, you need to think of a link. I had a piece of music I really wanted to use, but I just couldn't like figure out a way to link it to anything else. I did like drop it, which I'm absolutely okay. gutted about. But as a recommendation, Leonard Cohen's album, You Want It Darker, listen to the whole thing. It's fantastic. Mr. Pennells? I, 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 may have, I may have spoken about You Want It Darker in the past. Oh, it's such a good album. Jay did not mention it in a good... I'm concert. not a fan, but you know... It, you not? No, it's um. So you know, like um, the 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 older, the newer Johnny Cash stuff, whilst he's older and what when he did like I hurt myself today, like that yes. stuff. Yeah, that stuff. That's the one. Uh, to me, it's it's like that, but bad. See, I like it because he sounds really defeated, and I really like the th- the like concepts of this man praying to a god he effectively doesn't believe in and that's kind of what that okay. whole album is about and i think that's okay, a really interesting enough. sort of concept you know what, i'm like gonna the, add it to my um yeah my the opening album. line of the album is if you are the dealer i'm out of the game and i'm like <laughs> fair play <laughs> yeah i i should probably actually try and listen to it again like actually listen to it again he um I'd listened to it a few years ago, the first time you told me about it, and went, Aah. Yeah, it's certainly, like, it. he's a poet more than a songwriter. Yeah. So, like, uh, this is his last anthology, mm. and it's got all of the poems for You Want It Darker in there, and they're, like, completely different to what they are in the song, so... Okay. It's, it's quite interesting. But he released an album last year, uh, posthumously. He, just before he died, he recorded himself um, reading a load of poems and his sons created musical backing to them. Oh, that's really cool. Mm. So is, it, is this your favourite album of all time then? If, it's, if you mentioned it like two years ago to Jay and you still really love it? Uh, um, it no, no. My favourite album of all time will be um, Black Holes and Revelations by Muse. I'm glad you said that. Bad. You'll like my choice. I don't today. think there's a bad song on that album. Um, no, yeah, it's brilliant. It's very <laughs> solid. But I've been writing a film to that album for a few years. Have you? So, yeah, with like those exciting. sort of themes, which is yeah. probably why I'm so protective of it. Because I'm like, you say those themes are bad. <laughs> those are my themes. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought I thought they had written a film to it. Oh, the, the Twilight series was that not written to them? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm basically rebooting them. Watch this space. <laughs> I, I'm interested now. I wasn't interested before, but now I'm hooked. 
Oh, okay, I'll keep you posted. I'll see what else posted. we can squeeze out of those three books. Any other material <laughs> would be great. Anything we missed. Yeah, the Fifty Shades books was such good. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that until the other day that Fifty Shades originated as Twilight fanfic. No. Yeah, it's just a fanfic that got really out of hand. And to be fair, if you go back, <laughs> if you read the first Twilight book and then go and read the first Fifty Shades book, it's so obvious. That is such like, a brilliant like, review. Wow. <laughs> a fanfic that got a bit out of hand. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, I haven't put myself through the films and I never intend to, but having read the first book, yeah. Fun fact about oh. Fifty Shades, the release of those books caused the latest baby boom. No, did it? People started having more kids when those books came out. Um, Information is not causation. That that this, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> that's something I had to learn for sociology. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you are, uh, yeah, the the Fifty Shades boom. I was like, right, nice, lovely. Well, was it more sort of? I haven't read them, but was it more sort of like kinky sex then? It's in the book. It, yeah, I mean, it's it, a really bad representation of BDSM. Yeah, it's it's horrible. It's just an abusive relationship. Yeah. Just, and it just uses kink to justify. It's really bad. Oh, gosh. That doesn't sound healthy. It's not, it's not good. No. Right, Seth. Mm. Uh, you, oh, you did explain the concept. I forgot that. Yeah, I, I did really well. I just did it so yeah. well and fluidly that it just, it, you just didn't... It just completely oh. passed out of my head. Yeah, like everything else I say, really. So. Yeah. yeah. So we... <laughs> We we've basically done all the all the pre spiel stuff, haven't we? So yeah. shall we get to the meat of the podcast? Let's get to Solly's meat. Yeah. Solly. Well, well. Would you like me to go first? Yeah. Can we have a cut of your meat, please? You can have a cut of my meat. What would you like first? The music, the book, or the film? If you pop the film in first, that'd be lovely. So, unsurprisingly, my film is Blind Spotting by Rafael Casal and David Diggs. I've been raving about this film for probably about two years now. came out in 2018. Uh, it is set in Oakland, California, and it is about two uh, men, played by David Diggs and Raphael Casal. Uh, David Diggs is black, Raphael Casal is white, and it is about race and gentrification in Oakland, California. This is the one you recommended me last week, and I, I jotted yes. it down. Gosh. Yeah. Where, where is it? Did you say where it was or do we have to go out? It's on Netflix. Way? It is on Netflix yeah. if you'd like to watch it. But yeah, it's a it's a really interesting film. Uh, I've been following David Diggs in particular since 2016 um, because he's in the original, he was in the original Broadway cast of Hamilton, hmm. which Did is sort of where I discovered Hamilton? him. He played Lafayette and then Jefferson. Very good. Um and so I was following him on Insta and he was like, is this film we're making? And that's when I discovered Raphael Casal, who is an incredibly talented man. He, massive inspiration. But um, yeah, it's, it's obviously quite relevant at the moment yeah. and it's been yeah. relevant for the past two years. But do you want me to talk about the plot? <laughs> like, do you want me to sort of... Yeah, if you talk the about the plot a little bit, I will just ask you before you talk about the plot. So... It handles uh, race, I'm guessing, quite a lot. Quite yes, heavily. yeah. So how how does it sort of compare to um, stuff like Black Clansman and, and Moonlight and um, the, the Green Book? So, the good ones, really. So, thing, so like, 
as with most Spike Lee movies, Black Lantern's very on the nose. It's very like, we have an issue and it still needs to be fixed. Mm. Yeah. Um, Green Book obviously got a bit slanted to death for being a white saviour film. Yeah. Um, mm. It's interesting. It doesn't try to answer the question. It doesn't try to... It doesn't offer a solution. It, it is a film written by these two people who grew up in Oakland. Um, and I think that's what makes it so much more powerful is that it's not a film where people are trying to sympathise. This is two people that are saying, this is actually our experience of it. Um, because you do have... So you have David Diggs playing the black character and he is dealing with the facts that he is a big black man in a systemically racist country. Mm. And the premise of the film is he's three days away from probation, uh, from being off probation. And on one of the nights he's driving the lorry home and he sees a police officer shoot a black man, an unarmed black man, uh, killing him. And it's focused around his sort of, it's not even really a journey. He's just, struggling with the fact that that's the reality in america is that it's not safe to be black because mm. you are prejudiced because of it and then rafael casal's character is white and he um and oakland at the moment is going through this big redevelopment and all these people from outside oakland are moving in and they're displacing people and he feels pushed out he feels lost and it's about these two guys who are lost and confused in this rapidly changing world that's pretty good i'll have to check it out yeah i think because it's written by these guys that have grown up in that situation it has that distinct difference um there are points throughout the film where they do some freestyle rap because that's how they interact um and it's directed by, I've just had to pull up his name because I always forget it, Carlos Lopez Estrada. Uh, and it's his first, it's his directorial debut. But yeah, it's just, I can't recommend it more, really. <laughs> mm. Sounds like a good watch. Yeah, um, I need to watch more sort of of the, um, of like black films and, and films by like racial minorities and stuff. Because we don't get much of them ever. No, and I think it's a growing market in America. I think it because of what's happening and mm -hmm. who they've got in charge and all this boiling pot that's in America, it's becoming more and more people want to support black cinema and, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, BIPOC uh, film. And over here, it's just not, you know, it's harder to find it. We uh, Is it Top Boy? Yeah. I'm thinking of um yeah it's a netflix show isn't it is it or uh I'm, there's i think i know the one you're talking about see so netflix have a very small section of about six films dedicated to black cinema but yeah we've got very very bfi are good at it which is nice but apart, i don't think i can't get hold of them without sort of buying a dvd which obviously as bad as it sounds i don't really want to do yeah, it's, I mean, it's tricky. It's tricky. Hopefully this situation will um, breed a space where people want to try and um, support it more. I'm just trying to figure out what this film I'm thinking of is, because there's a British film about black culture 
which was like the last one of like British cinema to break the mainstream. There was that one with John Boyega before oh. he did Star Wars. No, sorry, that's um. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. Not Thirteenth, is it? That's the big Netflix one that everyone. No, that was on. Ava DuVernay. Okay. Which is um, really, really good. So you like that one? You should. Yeah. Go, go watch Thirteenth. It's mm. brilliant. Okay. Um, I yeah, I think I know the film that you're talking about, Solly, but I I can't remember it. No, I'm. Manically looking through my course information now. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> Bullet Boy is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, right. Which came out in... Bullet Boy 2004. 2004. And what that was that the first film to last... do? It's not the first film. It's just the last one in recent memory of British black cinema to have really mm. like broken that boundary mm. um, and like had people talking. A lot yeah. of race films at the moment come from black American producers and directors. And that might be because they've got more fuel for the fire at the moment, but obviously in recent lights, I think yeah, you know, we're going to, it's going to be an interesting few years for film. Cause you're going to have this explosion of race and ethnicity films, mm. as well as this sort of weird virus quarantine stuff. Um, yeah. By the way, Jay, I had a sort of a new idea that instead of both having our separate guesses, what Solly's link would be we would discuss it and then come up with one guest together okay yeah let's do that so it's not just one person going hmm, um, for about 30 seconds then i have to edit it out all right fair enough i mean i'm right. editing this week but yes let's let's go what can i say i'm considerate what what do you think solly's link might be i mean the obvious one is thinking sort of race isn't it think yeah i think uh along the, the lines of uh, that sort of I don't, words can't no, words aren't working <laughs> keep talking Seth good, good, nice <laughs> well, I thought race but sort of done well is, is my sort of what I've taken away from that I don't um, even know what you mean by done well so not done as a white saviour film or done sort of by someone who's so out of touch that it just comes across completely wrong okay yeah, are we happy with that for now? Yeah, yeah let's 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 go with that. And it's nice because if it's wrong, none of the heat's on you because you just shut the fuck up and I just basically spouted yeah. rubbish. So, sorry, is that what your link is? Unfortunately, that is not what my link is. Oh. Are we even close? Uh, no, no. If we go on to That's music like... next, I think it's going to throw you off by quite. <laughs> Ooh, good. See, I do I'm have wild. another idea what it might be, but. We, I, I can't okay. say it now. We'll wait. We'll wait. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jay, do you want to fire away, or are you still incapable of speaking for a while? And should I do no, this? no, I can. I, can, I think I've got words now. You're back now. Okay. Good. Yeah. You've recharged. Uh, what's your film? My film is The Prestige. Very. Sorry, doesn't look happy. Yeah, you you look disappointed. <laughs> I don't like Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I really dislike him as a filmmaker. I think he's an absolute prick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How come? He likes to think himself as a bit of a cinematographer. Oh, okay. But the only shots he can manage are static. And I just think, just let your DOP do his job. The Dark <laughs> yeah. Knight trilogy are some of the most boring films to watch. I, like, it's, let's cut to a static shot. 
and then he's in the Batmobile, so we'll do a static shot. And if we're feeling lucky, we might put a pan in, yeah. and then we'll do a static shot of behind the car and driving away, and then we'll cut, and we'll do a static shot of him coming towards us. His films have the potential to be really good, except Interstellar. That's a part of... We're not going to get into it. Um, but he doesn't <laughs> allow the people he hires, especially his DOP, to do their job. Um, it's, and it just really frustrates me. It's this sort of, he, he likes to think of himself as an auteur, doesn't it? He likes to think yeah, that he's yeah. the one putting all the that, strength, which he is. That's, well, that's sort of the issue. He approaches film and he's approached film his whole life with the attitude of an auteur rather than... So, for example, like I was talking to Becky about this the other day. Edgar Wright is like on that path to be someone who in three or four films' time even now people are sort of saying it's Edgar Wright's new film and that's a buzzword in itself, but he doesn't approach film with the attitude that he is an auteur. Like he is just a director. Whereas Christopher Nolan throughout his whole career has approached it as if I am the dog's bollocks and I'm going to behave that way. Um, yeah. I think it might yeah. have something to do with, with Edgar Wright. It's, it's like how they came to come to directing because uh, yeah. Ed, Edgar Wright started off, you know, with uh, Spaced and oh, yeah. <clears throat> which is and a like, really good show. Yeah, it's really good. You know, and lots lots of these sort of lo- lower budget British projects that rely on working as a collective. Yeah, I think. I think also what's nice about Edgar Wright's work is because it's only been in the last twenty years, you can really see that progression from, like. Yeah sort of graveyard shift channel four comedy up to blockbuster baby like baby driver um mm. and even in films like hot fuzz you can see him testing the waters in the driving scenes for stuff he later uses in baby driver um yeah it's and really even nice if you take it just yeah and even if you take it all the way back to mint royale <laughs> yeah yeah you just go ah yeah this is baby driver this is cool this I is like a first, this. yeah is that noel fielding yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just going to quickly defend Christopher Nolan and saying, sorry, although his cinematography may not be exciting at all, um, he does make very unique films. How many times, though, have you seen a Christopher Nolan film come out and it said it's groundbreaking, and then yeah. six months after it's released, nobody talks about it? Do you remember Dunkirk? I'll t- no, I'm not going to tell Dunkirk. I fucking hate Dunkirk. But with stuff like Inception being the main one, is very unique. He breaks his own life. rules. The reason that film is so confusing is because he doesn't stick to like the first five rules he sets out, mm. which is why nobody gets it. Because uh, The Dark Knight is always hailed as one of the greatest films ever made. But if you cut Heath Ledger out, and bearing in mind Heath Ledger's in that film for less than half an hour, it's mm. a, just a film. It doesn't do anything. Christopher Bale is... You could get more character out of a piece of bread than you could Christian Bale. <laughs> Aside from Vice, he's actually really good in Vice. Um, yeah. Oh. So actually, before we carry on, I've got a confession. I actually... The Prestige is one of the very few Nolan films I haven't seen. Okay. I think by the time The Prestige got put up to me, I was like, mm, I don't want to do this to myself. Oh so my. you might just have to run me through what happens real quick. What oh, okay. Um... Wait, Christian Bale's in the Prestige. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's actually good in it. He's he's all right. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Dave, he uh, stand uh, out. Get, Hugh yeah, Jackman's get, better. 
Hugh, Hugh Jackman's really good. David Bowie's um, probably better. <laughs> I like David. Just the fact that David Bowie and Andy Serkis. Oh, Andy Serkis is brilliant, as, as always. This is um, yeah. cast. And Scott Johansson, obviously. He's very good. Michael Caine hasn't missed a Nolan film in a while, so he's good in it. Yeah. What he does. But go on, t- talk about the film. Because I Prestige is probably my second favourite Nolan film. It is very good. Yeah. I think it might be my favourite in terms of just watchability. Because mm. um, it's not, it's got lighting. Yeah. For a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not too long either. No, it's a good length. It's a, it's under two hours, which is yeah, and it's and it's not a, it's not obnoxiously confusing for the whole runtime. No, it's not. It's just it. like the last half an hour where it pummels your head with with weird shit. Yeah. So okay. it's about two magicians who form a rivalry and essentially start a a, a cycle of one-upmanship. To the it point, sounds like the setup to a Will Ferrell and John C. Riley film. Does a little bit, yeah, but it's much more without the, without the comedy. Yeah, it's very, very sort of obsessive and competitive, and they're both very troubled men in their own interesting ways. I think mm. they're both quite like when you actually sit down and think about it, they're both quite unlikable. Yeah. But one of them is yeah. definite. One of them definitely ends up being more unlikable than the other one. Hmm. And the and the film is really good at sort of um, diverting your attention and sort of sp- spinning you a lie a lot of the time, and that you get that sort of unreliable uh, narrator sort of thing. Hmm. So because it, you essentially split the the split the narrators in two. And then both of them are lying to you for as long as they possibly can. Yeah, it's uh, structured in the way uh, at the start, like uh, Michael Caine is just doing some exposition stuff. And it turns out it's structured in the same way that a magic trick is structured. So the first act is sort of the the, the setup. And the second act is like the fake reveal. And then the third act is the prestige, which is is what the film's called. So it's it's quite structurally, I, I, I quite like it. And it's got a yeah. nice twist at the end, which I always, I always like a twist. And it's got David Bowie in it, uh, playing oh, Nikola Tesla. Can't go wrong with Bowie. Yeah. Cannot. Yeah, so that's, that is the prestige. That's pretty much all I have to say about it, really, I think. It's really good, and obviously Christopher Nolan is um, being talked about again with Tenet coming out. Which we went to watch yesterday, Jack. Yeah, Tenet's good. Yeah, okay. I, I give it a seven point five. You gave it a eight. Yeah, yeah. It was um. Although again, he did break his own rules. When you were saying breaking his own rules, I was thinking, does he do that? And I thought, oh no, he breaks his own rules in Tenet quite a lot. Does he? Which actually? Uh, oh, you can't invert yourself twice, and then he inverts himself about four times. I don't. I genuinely don't remember that sentence being said. Yeah, Robert Patterson's uh, like uh, John David Washington. Oh no, don't go back in there. You know, you you can't double invert yourself. And that he's bloody done it about five times. Robert Patterson's called out of a rock recently, hasn't he? He's like in Batman now as well. Yeah. Did we yeah. like the Batman trailer? Mm. I I feel sorry because they were like, yeah, Robert Pattinson's Batman, and then they're like Batflex coming back, and I was like, is he? What are you doing with Robert then? Apparently. Yeah. So my current theory is Batfleck will stick in the DCU with like. 
Jared Leto and all that. Mm. And they'll put Robert Pattinson up against Phoenix, which I'd like to see. Mm. Tonally, this new Batman film fits that Arthur Fleck story. Mm. Um, and I think it'd be interesting. I think the one thing Joker really did, and it does really miss it, is the interaction between Batman and Joker, because that's what makes the Joker such an interesting character. And it was nice to see this new take on how he became who he is. But without that sort of rivalry, it mm. just lacked yeah. that bit of oomph that it needed. So, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. But Joker felt been... much Joker felt more Sorry. like an art film than like a like a serious piece of film yes. rather yeah. than a piece of uh, comic film. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if is a if that's a problem, but I'm not sure if it It makes it quite difficult to rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it twice and both times it felt like it was just missing something like it, it like mm. like both times I was sort of finished it with this want for it to go a little further. I don't know. It, it was good. Phoenix deserved the Oscar, but I don't think it really deserved anything else beyond that. It is a character piece, and that's yeah. about as far as it goes for yeah. me. God, DC need to stop casting people and then mugging them off. No one who who's been cast under DC is especially happy with what they've been given. Especially Jared Leto, he he released some sort of massive statement against DC because they he was in about what Suicide Squad ten minutes, and then they're not good. Well, they might use him again, but it's not confirmed. I just is Margot Robbie happy? Is she? She's Sorry, earning wish... loads of money, so I presume she is. But I wish I was in a position to know whether Margot Robbie was happy or not. <laughs> I, would, I would go the distance to make her very happy. I'm like, it is know. odd though that they've sort of left Joker out and decided to push Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, they're two characters. Companies seem to be doing this thing where they're choosing characters that require an over counterpart and then ignoring it. We had Venom oh, two God. years ago, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah, I thought that was all right. But it's, yeah, it was lacking, but it was. The, the, thing about, the thing I found about Venom is it's stupid from start to finish and it changes the way in which it is stupid throughout. Yeah. Solly, if we quickly try to guess in about one minute, 41 yeah. seconds. What Jay's prestige. link is with the prestige. I, I'm a, a bit of a loss, and I've seen it, so I don't know how you feel. Was there anything he said that that's that seemed like he might be giving? I think away? it's interesting you brought up like the rivalry or competition. So I'm wondering if it's like a theme of rivalry or like uh, competitiveness. I'm happy to go with that. Yeah, Jay, is that what it is? Uh, that is not the link. Close. Got it. Okay. Anywhere okay. near? Uh, not particularly, no. Seth, your film? It's not a film. What? It's it's an episode. Okay. We haven't done this before. It's sort of... No, we haven't. You know, opening the door to a lot of new possibilities here. This is good. Okay. Um, I feel like Captain Cook felt sort of looking out on his deck at sort of Australia, sort of all the possibilities that come with it. Sort of, I feel very proud. It's um, a Black Mirror episode, and I don't usually go to Black Mirror, but it's got a few good ones. Um, and this one is Hang the DJ. Has it? Have either of you seen Hang the DJ? 
Is that the one with that weird political like bear thing? Oh, um, no, that's a different one. No, that, a, no. Yeah, I know the one you're on about. That's a good episode. Political bear. I'm thinking of like a bear prime minister, but that's probably not what you mean. No, he's on like the side of Vans. Yeah, it's a puppeteer, I think. He basically is a comedy character and he decides to run as a joke candidate. And then he picks up loads of momentum and then it becomes an authoritarian state with uh, the bear running things and the, the original puppeteer is just out on the street being smacked around by police officers. Well, no, I don't know why he's trying It's a bit of a jump. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not that one. So, um, it's, Which it's one's Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ is one where you've got two protagonists, your uh, male and your female, I can't remember their names, but they, um, they're, they're your two main characters and they meet through an online dating app. But this online dating app is uh, very different. So, it's a system in which um, you, you literally live in your own sort of maybe they've like rented out an island or something you know anyway you live on this island and um you've got this thing and it tells you oh you've got a date now and you go to your date and um you keep this device in your pocket and it sort of registers how you feel on that date and it gives you a time limit so i might go on a date with solly and our little gizmo would say oh we've got 12 hours together and we go okay you know i'll probably take solly for a meal and maybe you know we'll go back to mine and like fall asleep in each other's arms and then he'll have to go home again because our time would have expired. Um, but sometimes you get like two years or three years or five years on your thing. So you really don't know what you're going to get and you don't know who you're going to get. But the guarantee of the dating website is that through all of these dates, one night stands and long-term relationships, you will find the one. It's guaranteed that you will find your match. Okay. We got that. Okay. Pretty right. cool idea. And basically, these two um, meet on this date, and they really like each other, but they've only got 12 hours together. So they really get on, but then they have to leave after 12 hours, and then they both get in long-term relationships, but they're still thinking of each other, and they get back together, and it's all of this sort of stuff. Um, But this device just correlates all this information, and they start to wonder, you know, are we ourselves, or is this us, this little device thing? And um, without spoiling it, they sort of question whether they're in a simulation or not. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very good. It's really good. Um, it's named after a, a, a Smith's song, Panic, Hang the DJ. It's about sort of like killing the creator, which is what they tried to do. Um, yeah, definitely give it a watch. So uh, do you two know much Black Mirror at all? No, I've uh, watched a couple of episodes. I watched the first season in its entirety. Yeah. And then I got up to the one where it's like her punishment and she has to relive the same day and like people are chasing her. Um, oh, right. Sounds very stressful. And then she gets to the end and they drug her and they transport her someone else. It's like a big public sort of court thing. She like killed her daughter. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped and then I watched the Anthony Mackie one, that like Mortal Kombat one. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I don't. The thing with Black Mirror is I don't usually go for them. They've got a handful of good ones, but to get to the good ones, you have to go through stuff like the Prime Minister having sex with a pig and like other really weird yeah. shit. I, Fifteen I, million credits is quite good. Yeah, really I really good. Yeah, that is one that I do like. Um, but 
I'd much rather watch an Inside Number Nine episode or like something a bit shorter, but still like quite a unique sort of story, you know. But obviously, the whole premise of Black Mirror is like, what would happen if we had this technology? And um, it does that very well, and it it sort of deals with a lot of complex themes. Usually, it's it's good. You guys should definitely check out the DJ. It's not too long. It's about forty five minutes as well, so it, it won't take too much of your time. Okay. But it's worth the watch. Because mm. some of them are really long. Some of them. Are some of them are like an hour. Are like a feature length. Yeah. Um. And then you and then you get Bandersnatch as well, mm. which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I that horror one was quite good, where it's like the VR chip. Mm. And yeah, it kills him. That was quite a good. One. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, think I, all, I always all sort of pick and choose with yeah, when it comes to Black Mirror. I go, does this from the blurb that you're giving me, do yeah. I do, does this interest me? Yes, no, okay. I'll decide yeah. whether or not to watch it. Do watch Hang the DJ, please. It is very, it's, it's okay. very good. Whilst uh, Seth oh, well. is muted, should we talk about what we think his link might be? Yeah. So the obvious choice is like tech, right? Or something. Oh, could it be like artist, like, or like not censorship's not the word, but like, blocking the creator because he said it's named after a Smith song, didn't he? So is it about like oh, yeah. restricting the creators or artistic restraint? Is that the word? There's a lot of stuff in Black Mirror about like rebelling against rebelling, the, yeah. The stuff that that is created. Or maybe I don't know, free will? Because the yeah. the way that it's described, it almost seems like you don't have free will. Time, maybe, because obviously the episode revolves around people having a certain amount of time with. Yeah, free there's a lot a of things to go for. A lot. <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of play- ways this could go. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch more Black Mirror. I haven't watched it in the longest time. Yeah, I know. I haven't. That striking vipers episode, whatever it's called. I I, I was just like, time out. Yeah, there's just I think there's there there there's lots of it and there's it sometimes it feels like a bit of a slog. Yeah, I think the other issue with Black Mirror is I we I mean it's it's just an issue with taking the anthology approach is that it's hard to be consistently invested because these you know these characters have this finite amount of time before you're never going to see them again. Yeah, and I think for me getting into a show consistently a large part of it is feeling invested and like wanting that character to succeed. Mm. But like by the 20 minute mark, I know we're halfway through and I'm like, mm. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. There are I some think, quite yeah. good ones though. Like the Bryce Dallas Howard one. Okay, like yeah. Social rating. Have you seen that one? Oh, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but I think I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. They're, they're always, they're always interesting concepts. It's just, it's almost like you feel like you have to be invested before you've even started watching it. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it would be nicer if he spent... Because another issue I have is by the time he's got to the end, yeah, there's this resolution and it feels fairly natural. It would have been nicer to explore that longer. Yeah. Like, if he'd written a world that had... You know, even if it started with that Roy Kinnear episode of him having to have sex with a pig and then it moved on to like 
do you know what I mean? Like he could have done like a chronological yeah. timeline going from like the more grounded in reality ones through to the more fantastical. Yeah. And, you know, and if he spent, like, it feels like he could have spent more time then exploring, like, what are the real consequences of the prime minister having sex with the pig? Like, what, what does that bring? Like, mm. I, for me, that's what would take it to a level where I'd probably be more invested in it. The, the way where you get some level of cause and effect exactly yeah because yeah because it can often feel like the only cause and effect is contained within the one episode yes and, yeah. then, and then you just have to move on to a different set of circumstances so what are we saying for Seth the link i don't know i think it might be worth going with like the time element almost maybe the like the, that free will sort of time constraint yeah. thing possibly should we what go do you think? first and be like like his team's like beating the clock yeah 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 like sounds good time is the enemy i'm so right. sorry about that so right, me and jay guys... think we've got a theme okay i hope it isn't actually right but it is my fault if it is right because you've had plenty of time to think about it but go on we're thinking like something to do with time like time is the enemy or beating the clock no that's not it unfortunately it's a good guess Oh, I didn't think you'd come close? up with that guess. Um, no, no, not really. Okay. No, not really. Okay. okay. Well, we've finally done a, done a full loop on everyone's choices. So I we're know. back to Solly and your music, please. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is good. <laughs> I think this is really going to throw you guys off because obviously you thought my theme was race. Um, but I've got a whole album, but a song in particular. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the song is Mother Lover by The Lonely Island, and the album is Turtleneck and Chain. That was <laughs> all just words. I've never heard of any of that. Have you not, oh have you not heard of The Lonely God. Island? <laughs> <laughs> of course you picked The Lonely How did I not see this coming? <laughs> <laughs> it's Andy Samberg's comedy band uh, from like <laughs> the SNL days. They did songs like I've Just Had Sex, Jizz in My okay. Pants, Dick yeah, in the Box. No, I know it's that one. band. Yeah. Um, but this this particular album is called Turtleneck and Chain. And the, <laughs> uh, the, that's the album, and the track's called Mother Lover featuring Justin Timberlake. Yeah. What? <laughs> Who's Andy Samberg's that guy from um, that thing, right? Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's the one. Is he from anything else? Is he from Hamilton? Uh, he's not. He's not in Hamilton, though. Thought I might he's be um. They did a film, pop star. He's in a lot. He's done a lot. Oh no, he's got a weird cameo in Friends with Benefits. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right at the start. And he was in the first series of Cuckoo. If you know. He was. He was. Oh, I didn't recognise him in that. With all the hippie yeah. facial hair and dreads and stuff. Oh. That Ken with E episode is absolutely fantastic. That first series is very good. Yeah. I and do then, like that. And then Werewolf Boy comes along and it gets um, <coughs> a bit worse. I like Taylor Lautner. I don't like the aunt as much. They've got like an American aunt in now. Yeah. And I'm not so much of a fan, but Taylor Lautner was fine. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, sorry, the, the, the Lonely Islands, this song. Why, why have you chosen this song? Uh... I really like the Lonely Island. Uh, last year on my like Spotify remix thing, they were my second most listened to artist last year. Um, 
I've always been a fan of comedy music. I think it's a really interesting medium to approach comedy. Um, mm. To get a joke out in three minutes and make it last, while also, and I think this is what you is what the Lonely Island did first. They were certainly unique when they did it. Is that with a lot of comedy music, it's usually like an acoustic guitar or like a ukulele, and it sounds a little bit funny. Yeah. Whereas the Lonely Island beats are pretty good. It sounds like unless you're listening to the lyrics, most of the time it sounds like it's just a normal song. Um, but That's definitely it's, true. It, they're just a really solid band they make some fab music they're really funny and um yeah i <laughs> might have to give them a listen because we've talked about comedy music before with jay you brought up auntie um something auntie other. donna auntie donna and i've probably oh, mentioned yeah, yeah. Of course a few times and tenacious d, tenacious d. But i've never come across them um, not properly like that i remember dan Alves used to play me a couple lonely island songs mostly the sex one um yeah that's by far their most famous, but I think Mother Love is a lot funnier. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, I've been, it's just, it's a real guilty pleasure for me, I think. It's something I'll just put on and I can always sort of vibe to it if there's nothing else I want to listen to. Um, and yeah, and I found a connection <laughs> between <laughs> Blind Spotting and The Lonely Island and I thought we'll run with that one. So it's, no, it's, it's not about race I then. <laughs> How does what? It, uh, oh God! I'm so lost. <laughs> There's America's an island. What? Are you okay, Seth? That's not the worst thing I've said. That might be it. They all involve islands. Um. But this is we we discuss this. Obviously, I'm just spitballing, AJ. You know, feel free to yeah. chip in any time. But at the moment, that's what well, we're going with. So please think of something. You mentioned um, elements of sections of freestyle in blind spotting which i don't know if that's linked in any way and then you get how does that come into the book choice i don't know freestyle a... well can you uh, well can you freestyle a book well you can have like um you suppose dr seuss <laughs> freestyling Higgs and Ham, I am. <laughs> I'd love to see someone wrap um, green, green Eggs and Ham. That would be actually amazing. I'd love that. The Netflix series yeah. will be very good with Michael Douglas. There's a Netflix series? Yeah. It came out last Christmas. Um, gosh, Jay, do you have any, any sort of anything? I mean, I quite like your freestyle thing. I'm happy to go with that, but I don't know how it would fit into the book thing. Yeah, I have nothing else. So what are we going with? Freestyle or let's, islands? Let's go with free, islands. You you want to say that the connection is islands on the basis that America is an island? See, when you well, obviously when you say it like that, it sounds sounds stupid. ridiculous. Yeah, obviously. Um, okay, we'll go with yours then. But if it is okay. islands, I'm gonna fucking have you. For fuck's sake. It is nothing to do with the freestyle elements. No. I'm not going to say you're close, Seth, but you're closer than Jay. (laughs) You're you're not close, but your thinking is closer to it than... um, Oh, snap. Okay. Not by much. Not by much. much. (laughs) 
they're just seeing me right. with T-pad with myself, but I've, I think I've got another inkling. Mr. Yeah. Music, will you play? Well, I will talk about Face Value by Phil Collins. More specifically, oh. In the Air Tonight, but Face Value oh. by Phil Collins. Phil Collins? Jay, they say no woman can ever truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. Yeah. This is... Never mind. <laughs> right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> how, how are you doing there, lads? You all right? It... <laughs> what to say? Oh, I've turned up my light. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't know. So the specific track is in the air tonight. Spe- yeah, more specifically in the air tonight. If if you... <laughs> just the looks on your faces is brilliant. Um, well, I do. Okay. I, the one thing I do respects a stretch. I like Phil Collins for is that he. He does. He plays all the instruments on most tracks, which is quite impressive, but makes it difficult to perform live. But then he just gets around when he performs live, so it's not actually that difficult. But you know, it's it's you know, well done, Phil, for that. Um, why did you pick "Coming in the Air Tonight"? Is that because of what you're doing tonight? Jesus Christ, Seth. In the air tonight. So um, it made a it wait it made a slight resurgence. Uh, especially in America, about a month ago, because there was a, a viral Is it because video. Corona's in the air. <laughs> no, it's because there, there was a couple of kids uh, reacting to "In the Air Tonight" for the first time uh, in a YouTube video, and it uh, and they didn't like know it? about oh. the the drum section and their reaction to it. Everyone was quite <laughs> spread quite a lot on twitter and stuff and then the then which meant meant the song re-entered the american charts which was actually quite that, that's, quite cool. that's kind of nuts isn't it like that is video and the song's back that's uh, after crazy. after nearly 40 years because mm. the album came out in 1981 um yeah and the thing i like about in the air tonight as well as the cadbury advert and the song itself is um, that for many, many years, uh, Phil Collins sold the lie that it was about a bloke who he had seen. Uh, there was a so he was walking home one day or something, or the the, the story that he said was he was walking home one day, and he, there was a man who was drowning, and he saw another man who could have easily helped him, just not. And then he invited um, that bloke to one of his shows, got him on the front row, and then put a spotlight on him and, and, and basically called him out in front of the whole crowd. And that was sort of a, the story that he that he sold about that for but a why, really long time. Why well, didn't Phil do anything to help? <clears throat> I don't, I don't, and, and then the, this, I saw an interview with him on... Jimmy Fallon's show and Fallon brought this up and Phil Collins just went yeah it's a total lie just made it up it's just that I'm just, that nah it's a load of old bollocks I was just going I was going through a really messy divorce and I was really angry 
which was something that I thought was quite That's funny. like Kevin Smith, his first film, Clerks, it's shot in black and white because he couldn't afford colour film. Mm. And all of these that... reviewers said that it was shot in black and white because it was meant to represent CCTV cameras. And for ages, <laughs> Kevin Smith was like, yeah, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah, it must be It must be more expensive for colour film, or at least back then. It w- yeah, it was back then, 20 odd no, years ago now. That. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of uh, the Phil Collins thing, and then the album as well. You get a lot of upbeat songs, and then it sw- it switches a lot. So it's like it's got two split things that it's trying to sell you on. Sometimes I like sometimes. his work on not, Tarzan. Not really. Sorry, <laughs> I like his work on Tarzan. <laughs> you like his work on Tarzan? <laughs> Son of man. That's pretty much what I've got. I'm done talking about Phil Collins. Every now and again, I, I listen to Phil Collins and I think, oh, I quite like this. And then about I get about half an hour later, I go, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I don't know what you're... So, sorry, do you have any idea what... I'm wondering if it's like deception or like slyness, because obviously magicians are all about like deception and then we've just heard that story about how Phil Collins told a whole mm. lie about what the story was like so I'm wondering if it's like pieces that have to do with something like not being the whole truth as well but then he said something about the album switching a lot and the prestige switches a lot as well in that way that it keeps subverting your expectations yeah but I, I, I think we'll go with your one that's what I thought initially as well the, the, the deception thing is that your link? You're very, very close, but I think there's something more that I'm looking for that you'll probably get after the next one. Can we have okay. half? Half a point? Not if you get if you get it on the next one, you can have a full point. If you don't get it, I'll give you half. Okay, that's that's very fair, Jack. Thank you. Well done. Okay, so that's not your link. Um. My album, Solly, which you will be happy with, or maybe you won't be happy with, I don't know what you think of this album, but you mentioned Muse earlier, and my album is a 2018 uh, Simulation Theory album. It's a really good album. It's very solid. It is a very strong album. Um, it's the, the music videos that go with the album as well are also brilliant. They released a film last week. Yeah. Uh, and I did a three-hour round trip to go and see it in IMAX. <laughs> and it was really good. Was it actually? Uh, it is, yeah, it was really good. Nah. Was um, it worth the round trip to see it in IMAX? Oh, 100%. The amount of money I've spent on this album. I bought the Super Deluxe Edition when it came out, so I spent £60 pounds on that. That's my favourite edition, because I, I quite like the different mixes more, sometimes more yeah. than the films, But yeah. Yeah, it's got to... Uh, and then I spent £80 pounds to go see the tour. You saw and, them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen them twice now. Very cool. Um, I, nice. I will just go to every anything where I can, because they... I can't recommend more how good Muse are live. It was such a I have good heard they're brilliant live. Oh. Do they do a lights? Yeah. Do they I'm I'm assuming they involve lights and stuff, but that might just be me thinking. Yeah, they had they had like 180 lasers in the last show. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like them. And it, it was nuts. There was a point during Mercy, which was one of their encore songs where they yeah. fire confetti into the air. And there was so much confetti. We were at the barrier, there was so much confetti we couldn't see the stage. It was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. like 
it was I, I don't regret a single penny I've spent on the, on this album. Mm. Yeah. Um I think I might have an idea what your theme is. Yeah, I think you're uh, no, actually I, I think you'll have you'll think you have an idea, but my, my book sort of switches it up a bit. But anyway, yeah, it's okay. it's a really strong album, Jay. You should check it out. Check out the deluxe edition okay. with the alternative mixes. Uh, my favourite track is Something Human. I really like that song. It's a good driving song, that one. Which one? Something Human. Yeah, really I quite like um, Blockades. Blockades is good. The, the, the first track is probably one of the strongest. If you... I'm going to ruin the song for you on this album. I mean, it's still a tune, but you'll never be able to unhear it. Right. Go and listen to the Country File theme and then go listen to Thought Contagion. <laughs> Contagion? Thought Contagion and Country File are the same song. God. I don't want to do that. Are they actually? Are they? Yeah, are they no, releasing I've the movie? I just listened to a, to a clip of it. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> 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 I skipped about forty seconds in and go. Oh, I recognise this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's country roll. Yeah, um, yeah, it's out digitally now. The movie. I think you can rent it off iTunes. Um, it's a really good film. It's they've compared it to like their version of uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm. and to be fair if you didn't get to see the tour it's the best way to see the tour because it is just a film of them performing at the O2 but it's a really good way of seeing it Um, Mm. I got the same sort of jitters as I did when I saw them live it's a really well recorded film well shot and it's got some narrative bits thrown in there just to keep it moving along lovely I'll check the film out so uh, I'm guessing you both have an idea well, the link, I presume, Solly, you're thinking the same thing about the simulation. Yeah, like, so he men- you mentioned in the last one that there's the idea that we aren't who we think we are. Mm-hmm. And we, we are a part of, or we are a part of, we are created by something else. And obviously simulation theory explores that quite heavily, the idea that we are. I mean, the, the tagline for the album was we are caged in simulations. So that, that is the theme I'm drawing from it at the moment, that we're not what we think we are. Would be my yeah. Suggestion. Are you happy with that one, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you each half. Half a point. Okay. You're missing um something, same as we are with Jay's, but you're pretty much bang on. That was my initial link until I couldn't find a book that fitted it, so I had to sort of change the link a bit to okay. to what it is. But you'll you'll get it on the last one anyway. Yeah. Okay. Mister Wood. Would you like to reveal to us your your text? My text is mm. a book I haven't read in a long time. It's called Lost City Radio by Daniel Alarcon. Never, Ever? never heard of it. No, no. Okay, so it's about this radio host in a South American country, uh, and um, uh, she uh, she hosts this radio show. There's been a war. And the military took over the government and loads of people got displaced and lost and it's about this um radio host whose whole show is about reconnecting people with the people they lost through the war and like finding them their families and stuff mm. and she um she lost her own husband who went into the jungle to hide from the military um and it's just about her story of trying to connect people while feeling truly disconnected from everyone else oh wow that sounds really cool it's very good i i was racking my brain 
for the book to tie in and this was like the perfect link mm. Mm. Um, is it like a dystopian thing then or no it's i mean i guess it's dystopian from our perspective in the fact that they live in a dictatorship and they don't have free okay. will but that is like you know a reality that is something yeah. that's reality in the world so it's kind of but it's more like this drama just about loss and displacement and yeah so i i said i don't know about you but i think i've got a little bit of an idea america no you idiot um something about being alone so you've got the the gentrification in blind spotting and feeling disconnected and, and also disconnected from from the world in which you live that sort of happens in blind spotting the lonely island I think that's about as surface levels as, as it sounds. And then you also get the disconnection and the attempt at reconnection in the book. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. That sounds good. Yeah. 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 That is not my link, unfortunately. What? No, it wasn't being alone and stuff. It wasn't being alone. I was so cocky. Please tell me it was such an idiot. Was it America? It kind of was. All of these pieces of art originate from Oakland, California. All of the artists are from Oakland. Ah, ah. Which is why I was like trying to drop it in as much as possible. I was like, so in Oakland. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna... I was gonna... There's a Lonely Island song called Oakland Nights, but I thought that might have been a bit too on the nose. Probably not for us. No. Oh, yeah, (laughs) no. (laughs) But yeah, that's the link. Um, Dalian Alarka on the Lonely Island and Rafael Casanta V. Diggs all come from Oakland, California. Huh. They've had, they've all worked there, and there's art from there. That's pretty impressive to to narrow those three things down to that one state. I try, I tried to do something similar once, but I just ended up with Spain. I couldn't quite narrow it down any further than that. <laughs> it's surprising. There's quite a lot of stuff has come out of Oakland. Um, Childish Gambino isn't too far from there. Um, yeah, and there's to, the song Oakland or Telegraph Avenue, or, Telegraph Avenue, and which then Oakland. Is a book. It, that's a reference to another book by an Oakland yeah. author. Yeah, I mean, place to be yeah. then. Mm. Well, mm. well, you put it past us, Solly. Well done. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> is there a point involved for not getting for not having your link guest? Yeah, I, I feel like we talked about doing that before. So Solly is. Yeah, like, yeah, we might. One point now. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm a bit annoyed at myself. Wow. I was close with islands and then America. That's I what thought, I meant. What like, and I would have homed in. <laughs> like, Jay very much stuck to themes and then you said islands and I was like, geographically, you are close. <laughs> <laughs> I overcomplicate things. It's okay. It's okay. It, I think it was hard in that. <laughs> Between you two, none of you really knew any of the things. Like Seth didn't know who the Lonely Island were, so yeah, neither of you knew blind spotting. So I chose three pieces that you know you guys didn't know much about. To yeah, there's... make that. That's, that's, you don't need to right. make excuses for us, Solly. We're shit. We 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 are. We're just we are crap. Um, uh, we, this is what episode seventeen. And we still haven't learned how to... We're, we're still rubbish. We haven't learned how to take hints. We're, we're, we're the people <laughs> who, who created the podcast and we're probably the worst at it. Yeah. 
our links are the worst and our guesses are the worst yeah and just... we we as people are possibly up we're, there we're pretty the low down wow. yeah <laughs> we're not why do we ever think this podcast would go anywhere i don't know 17 episodes is quite a lot yeah, we, yeah. Oh my gosh, how many hours talking is that of me and you? Jesus Christ! Just yeah, it's a it's a lot. We've we've done a lot. Jay, your book, please. My book is. The oh wait, Girl wait, wait! The... Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Seth! Sorry, I was going to try and guess it. I want to guess that. What was it? Go on. <laughs> no, you don't want to guess. I know what. Well, you, you, it's the girl on the train. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got halfway through saying. <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, my book is The Girl on the Train. You guys read it or seen the film of it at all? Tried to watch the film. I liked the trailer for the film. <laughs> the is Girl on the Train the one with Emily Blunt or the yeah. one with Rosamund? Yeah, because two came out at very similar times. So there was that other one. Is it Gone Girl? Yeah, and Rosamund girl. Pike, and they were very similar films. I'm pretty sure the Girl in the Spider's Web came out around then as well. So it was a lot of girls. More girls. A lot of girls. Girl in the Spider's Web came out like two years after. Was it? No, yeah. surely not. That was Girl, what, girl on the two Train. Years ago? The the film of Girl on the Train came out in 2016, and the oh, Girl yeah. from the Spider's Web came out like a year or two ago. Yeah. Maybe. Um. So the Girl on the Train is a novel. By an author who I have forgotten. It's not I... Gillian Flynn, is it? That's Gone Girl. No, Gone Girl is very different. It it, it seems it's sort of a domestic thriller. It and that and they're quite. And they both have lots of unreliable na- narrators. Is is very much a thing for for both of them. Uh, but the way in which Gone Girl exists is is diff- is weirdly different gone girl is interesting but i like, i prefer the girl on the train mm. yes and i know i said the phrase that <laughs> tipped you two off and i did it on purpose um <laughs> hang on uh girl on the train i'm just looking up the author it's about a girl who sees a murder from a train and then but she's also got yes. like memory loss or something isn't she? she can't... she's she's an alcoholic ah. um so she gets yeah. very frequently blackout drunk Paula Hawkins. Oh yeah, that was it. What was that? I think I missed him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good book and it's told from three different perspectives of um the central character who is the alcoholic. You get the woman who um it dies from a sort of past perspective, and then you also get um her ex's uh new wife i think it, it yes. looks quite it looks quite sexy it's not particularly no it's yeah it's it's not particularly sexy there there are elements of of, of no it's sex. not really it's a shame that is a shame. I won't be reading that. No, me neither. No. Oh. I started this podcast by talking about Fifty Shades, and I tend to end it that way. <laughs> Fair so, enough. So, sorry, I, I suppose we're both on the same page with the um, unreliable narrator. 
yeah, unreliable narrator lying to the audience. Yeah, like yeah. Lovely. Yeah, that was, that was sort of the keyword that I was looking for there. The right, key so phrase. Okay. One point to me. Solid's on two. Jay, you're on no one point. as well. You're on one with me. We Three? guessed. Um, no, you're not on any points. Are you? I'm on zero. You're on zero. Okay. We well, might get a point here when I reveal my final book. Play another play. Another play. Um, and that play is <sighs> Midsummer Night's Dream. That's... Sorry, lots of lots of confused head wobbles that that right. can't be heard on a podcast. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. So basically, it's about um for, for those of you who I'm guessing we all know, but it's about um these two well this couple who um choose to sort of rendezvous in a forest um and there's this other couple and there's a sort of love triangle square thing going on and they follow them anyway they go to rendezvous in a forest and sort of elope and then you've got this sort of play going on and being rehearsed in the forest at the same time and um, they get jumbled together. And you've also got like these pixies and fantastical creatures sort of making people go to sleep and and sort of messing with situations a lot. Um, and then, you know, you've got... Yeah, but by the end of it, you're not quite sure what was... Um, what actually happened, what was real and, and what was sort of like a dream because... Yeah, Midsummer Night's Dream is in the name. It's all a bit sort of dreamy and fantastical, and you don't really, you don't really know about, uh, you know, what's what's real or not. But it's all happy endings if you are concerned, which I know you both were. They, 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 it turns out okay in the end. Um, there's also a bit where where a, a, a um a sort of a nymph, um, sort of falls in love with, with uh, BoJack Horseman at, at one point, and that's quite. It's, it's not the character of Bojack, it's just anatomically he looks like yeah. Bojack. Yes, he's got a horse horse head. A literal horse head. He's got a horse. He's a donkey's head. Possibly a donkey. Yeah, it's, yeah, possibly. it is a donkey. It's um, bottom, isn't it? Yeah, bottom, it's bottom. Yes, that's the one. Bless yeah. him. That's that. Right. Any, that's any... actually throwing me off a bit, to be honest. Well, Just me off a little bit as well. Well, you were too is specific it, last time with the simulation idea. So, is it, so, Jay, you might have been right the first time around. It might be free will because Demetrius gets drugged to fall in love. Just being controlled rather than being controlled in a simulation. It's just being... Yeah. yeah. Having your free will taken away. Yeah, I think you're probably right. That's a guess, is it? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good guess. Um... It, well, it works for all of them, so I will give a, a half point for for, for the guess. Um, but but it was just you know questioning what's real and and sort of what's fake, sort of distorted reality was was okay. what I was going for. Okay. You both seem disappointed. I'm sorry, I've I've let you both down. <laughs> no no no, it's fine. Did you I, I, did you give us two halves, Seth? What do you mean? You gave us a half last time and a half yeah, this time. Yeah, I thought oh, so. There we go. Then you've got well you. You know, you were pretty much on the, on the right lines for most of it. But you just needed to say what I was thinking, which is quite difficult sometimes. So look, you both ended up with a point. So really, you may as well have just guessed my link at the end. So it's all worked out, is what, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Solly, you've got a lot three more points, points than us. I've got... Yeah, I've got three. I've got one. I've got one and a half. No, I don't. Do I have a half? You have two. Oh, lovely. Three, two. Wait, do you? Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. I can't remember. 
I don't have pay attention. Did we start like writing stuff down when we do this? Like, have a Why note would we there. possibly do that? Well, so we remember a what we said the week before, and b what we've just said, and 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 we keep track of the points as well. Oh, that sounds like effort. Solly's yeah. definitely won. Yeah, well done, Solly. Our guest has thanks, um, guys. As per usual, uh, beaten us, and you know left us for dead. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of, the reason I'm here is actually to plug my charity now. <laughs> well, I think we all Thank have pretty good links. Guys. Well, that's all yeah. right, Sully. You've been a, a, a lovely guest. Mm. Lovely to be here. Do any of us have any news before we go? Any sort of random recommendations for each other that we should just watch other than what we've just said? Sorry, I do okay. think you should try the prestige. I will I will bite the bullet and I'll give the prestige a go. Maybe this is the one that'll turn me around on Christopher Nolan. I mean it's it's not especially interesting again from a from a sort of cinematographer point of view, but it, no, it's yeah. it's narratively it's good. Yeah, it's good it's good. The sto- the story's compelling. Yeah. And and not okay. annoying. Mm. Because sometimes it's annoying to to try and follow some of his plots. But the prestige is sort of because he doesn't listen to himself and writes bad films, but you know. I actually, I actually had a headache coming out of Tenet. <laughs> I don't know whether that was from thinking or because of the really loud bass, but I had, a, I had a headache. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Probably a mixture of both. Yeah. I think if you guys ever want to go down a rabbit hole, Childish Gambino's second album, because the internet. I've been listening to that so much recently. It's a really it's so solid good. album. But there is also a half an hour film that precedes it that you're meant to watch before you listen to it. And then there is also like an 80 page screenplay that goes along with all the songs. What? 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 If you want to like dive down a rabbit hole, I would yes. seriously recommend because the internet, because A, it's a really good album. I don't think there's a bad song on there. And B, <laughs> you suddenly realise there's so much to it. There's like a secret track and stuff. So... <laughs> Sound quite fun. I'll give that a right. Okay, that's the rest of my day sorted. <laughs> Thank you. I've been listening to that album so much recently. Yeah, I watched Community because it was on Netflix and I finally got around to watching it in full because I watched it when it aired up to season four and then I didn't see the last two. Mm. And, yeah. Um, from there, I sort of went on to Donald Glover and Charles Gambino, and that because the internet is just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the first three seasons are, are really good, and then it gets a bit worse. I season... think season six is actually my favorite. Really hot take. Yeah, season six is really good. Actually, yeah, probably watching it. Had, it is much after you sort of get Chevy and Donald leaving the show. Season six is the best of those. I really like it. I think Keith David as Elroy is an absolutely fantastic addition. He does a really yeah, he's good great. Job. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So I sort, I sort of want to watch it because apparently the last episode ends on a really sort of nice note. Yeah, it very much felt like Dan Harmon finished the show where he wanted it to finish, yeah. rather than a studio being like, "We're actually not going to do it anymore." Mm. He sort of got to say goodbye to it in the way he wanted to. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Seth, you'll be pleased to hear I've finally watched Knives Out. Oh, finally. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. 
Good, good, good. Was the, there was... Johnson's a good filmmaker. He is then, yeah. Very good. It's, there was the interest. There was the thing about it that I thought was quite cool that you you spend the whole thing going. This is very much uh, giving massive nods to Agatha Christie and that sort of thing, and it looks like it's gonna consciously not do the Agatha Christie thing. And I think I'm okay with that. And mm. then it went and did the Agatha Christie thing, and I went, no, I'm happy that it did that because that worked and that was nice. It's just nice yeah. to see Daniel Daniel Craig not as Bond and having fun with a role. Do you know what I mean? He has so much yeah, fun yeah. with that, and you you just feel it, and it's he's he's brilliant in it. He's yeah, he's so like Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, I'm extremely i I'm a sucker for a Bond film. I think No Time to Die looks absolutely fantastic. I'm very excited. Really hope it's good. Is it is it the one that was written by, uh, in part by Phoebe Waller Bridge or is... mm. yeah, was it gone. No Time to Die? Yeah, I did not okay. know that. That's made me slightly more excited for it. It was originally going to be directed by Danny Boyle as well, but it went off to that guy who directed Manic, that Netflix show with Jonah Hill, and True and Detective. Emma's... He directed. Which, did he? Which has made me quite excited for it because I love the first series of okay. True Detective. So yeah, that first one. This should be good. I mean, Casino Royale is still probably my favourite. I would have said for the longest time Quantum of Solace, but I went back recently and rewatched Casino Royale, and I can't think of a film that can hold silence for that amount of time that many times and it still be so interesting. Yeah, a, a film where it's about really... half of it's sat at a table and yet yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. a really well done film. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen's pretty solid. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> right, well, if well, none of us have anything else to add, I suppose, shall we call it call it a podcast there? Yeah, thank we should you call. for having me, guys. Well, thank you very much for coming it's on. Coming on, it's been an absolute me pleasure. Some fresh choices, which is always <laughs> nice because me and Jay sort of know what each other like at this point, so it's nice to get a guest to recommend us some different stuff. If you ever want me back to just ask, I'd love to come back. Oh, lovely. We, we'll keep you in the phone book, so keep you on. Yeah, thanks, guys. You're, you're, you're on the short list. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Very it's a short, short list, but it's a short list. <laughs> yeah. It's a short list, yeah. <laughs> right, well, so that's um that's that is. goodbye from me. Thanks for listening if you did make it this far. And um yeah. Yeah, and it's a goodbye from me. Sorry. And away from Slay. <laughs>